All right. Welcome, everybody. It's Phil Marion. This is Raps Rant, hosted by myself and Blair Johnson. The show is broken down to four quarters, all things Raptors and the NBA. We cover current stats, news, and feature exciting guest speakers. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Blair Johnson here. If it's your first time listening, here's how it works. The show is broken into four quarters, 10 minutes each. We'll try and keep it to 10 anyways. First quarter recap of the last week. What was the Raps record? Interesting headlines, all that kind of fun stuff. Second quarter, all about the stats, baby. You know, every every sports fan out there likes to shoot the stats, so we break them down for the Raptors and around the NBA. Third quarter, as Phil mentioned, is going to be a call-on special guest. And the final quarter, rumors and NBA news. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right. Well, <laughs> first first quarter, got the timer going? Absolutely. Let's kick it off. All right. Well, so Raps record three games that we can talk about. They were at Washington at Boston and home to Phoenix. So Washington was a win, although it was a, a bit nerve wracking, that double OT. Boston, unfortunate loss again, very similar to the first time they were there. And then Phoenix was just a, it, it, kind of a letdown game, but you know, I'm glad they pulled it off. But let's start with- It was we'll an up and down week, Phil, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's one of those weeks that you know takes years off my life. I think they were all, I think every single game was not, not to be a pessimist, look, 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 the Raptors season has been fantastic so far. I can't be happier how it's going. But things that are coming out are, you know, Washington, you, you didn't have a good close. They should have been, it should have been over. They're, they should not have let them back in. And you had a couple of clutch moments and you realize that, the Raptors really don't have that second clutch guy. It still doesn't. It's still not Kyle Lowry. You're not going to get it to Danny Green. Siakam, sure, you can use him, which was fantastic in the Phoenix game. We'll get there. But yeah, I, think, the, I mean, we're going to talk about this throughout the podcast. But I think one of the things we talk about is I think the only way they're going to have that second guy, the second guy is just going to have to be unpredictability. That's yeah. what's got. It's going to have to be. Some nights it's going to be Lowry, although you know you hear me talk about that. I don't trust that at all. Siakam, we got Van Vliet. Uh, sometimes it's Ibaka at the end of the game. So I think they're going to have to keep playing on that sort of uncertainty. Which they have been doing. Um, like examples, like Danny Green hit a winning shot in Orlando. Serge Ibaka in Washington hit the three uh, to put them up in double OT to win that game. And then you had Siakam against uh, against Phoenix, which was amazing. I actually really liked it. You know, oh, I love the quote, him, the yeah. guy in the Suns. I forget who it was. You, you see that? Oh, he's, like, he's like, with all due respect, he was on the bench. He's like, with all due respect to Siakam, he's like, we were all like, what is, what's going on here? What is, yeah, why does he have the ball? It was actually a beautiful play call. But see Hackham's face, he's just like, you know, they interviewed him and he was just like, I didn't have any clue what I was going to do. I just knew like, this is my time. This is, this is my time. <laughs> That's good. This I, is my shot. He's uh, He is such a key component for this year and he's been the consistent. So look at the consistent plays for Raptors. So obviously it's Kawhi Leonard. Um, and, you have Siakam's been consistent and Serge Ibaka. So those, those are your three, three. Yeah, those are three. Kyle Lowry has had his mm. moments of brilliance. Mm. The Clippers and the Golden State were his. Th those were his moments this year. Well, I got some stats for you in quarter two but that we'll talk about. But he's still so. I, I just like I love Kyle Lowry. The fact he stayed in Toronto, but I just I cannot trust him. I can't. Have you seen him right now? What he looks like physically? It's, it's actually shocking. Safe. The ass is the biggest I've ever seen before. It's like Yarmer Yager ass right now. Which is not a good thing in no, basketball. <laughs> no. I mean, typically he comes into the season in great shape, and I feel like he fades throughout the year, and the playoffs he's out of shape. He's always, every single <laughs> year has been the same thing. That's why every, all the Lowry lovers out there, they, you know, okay, great, support the guy, but he does this every single year. 
regular season magician, all-star, puts up games where people are saying, wow, look at Kyle Lowry, and then certain moments he's just gone. So against Washington, had a chance to ice that game to avoid double OT, Shot was pretty open, misses. Yeah. Boston. He was he was bricking in that game. Yeah, he had and, a couple bricks at the end of the game. And Boston didn't play well. Uh okay. I can't say he played poorly, but he's not playing to the standards that we expect him to. No, there's no, there's none be. of the games that you're just going like wow, wow, wow over no. and over again. It's the only just, game was literally Golden State Clippers. Like I'll get, there, there's been a bunch and how he started the season was spectacular too. Yeah. But you just can't trust him. Yeah, you need you need it night night. Phoenix, what were his stats? They were bad. I'll I think look him he was. I think he was. Li- he was not good from three. He was not good. He dist- he's distributing the ball well, which is good. But look at the struggles you've had as a result of that guy who's supposed to be your number two is not pulling his weight with the scoring. What's his? Do you know what his contract is? How many years we have him left for? One more after this, I believe. Okay. So it's kind of a moot point. I mean, again, we we talked about it, uh, you know, in, in some podcasts in the past, but. Just a little bit about the the problem with it is is when when he's gone, you realize like there's just something missing. You well, don't know what Van, it is. Van Vliet, like, Van Vliet and Delon Wright cannot lead the team. They can't. You can't get rid of Lowry and then have those guys be tandem point guard because they both didn't score in Boston. That's completely unacceptable. So Phoenix, he's four of fifteen, two yeah. out of ten from three. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah. I mean, it's so not it's not. I mean, and if he's if he's four of ten, you know, you look at certain moments where those it, it makes a huge difference. Just that alone is is, is enormous. But and, and it's like kind of the Russell Martin effect. Like I've I never liked Russell Martin in baseball, but there's just something about Lowry that the team is good when he's true. there, even if he's bad. Like Russell Martin hit 180 and the team's good, and you're kind of going like, okay, what's going on here? It's the same with Lowry. He comes out, he plays poorly, but there's something about him, especially he's a good player when when other people are playing well around him because he gets that. That true. arrogance, true. Even though he's bad, like he could be one of nine, but if if, if still Leonard's not, hitting shots, he's like boom, like he'll know? still take the shots. Yeah, exactly. So he's just one of those weird players. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you're right. It, it, this is the first year that I've seen from those diehard Lowry fans the the chinks in the armor. Like one of my buddies, Andrew, he's the biggest Lowry. He just stands up from no matter what. Yeah. And the other night he goes, listen, he goes something's got to give here like this is bad no he's you're getting paid through and i don't want to focus now on what people you're getting are, people are fine, now but... believing that the rat like this is their year yeah like, this is. is their chance so now there's no excuses it's like people before was like we need to get to the finals we need to get to the eastern conference finals that was like okay enough for everybody now it's like no you no, know, no especially this with, is winning exactly now again we're going to talk a little bit about golden state tonight and you know boogie's back but but for the first time they looked really bad for a while yeah, like really bad. They were getting blo- they were lost by thirty or forty points a couple of games. Like it was like you just at home they were losing big. You were going like, what's going on here? So that for me, I was going. You know what? Plus the These turmoil, guys can lose. they can lose. These guys can lose, and and so for us, this is our clearest path, obviously, to the finals we've ever had. And so it's it's interesting seeing people now go, no more excuses, Lowry. Like well, this Boston, is it for you, or or that's it. It's very true. There's no more excuses, and I also think the other factor is. Um, uh, you really have to look at. There's no excuses for this Raptors team. You can't make them anymore. They, you gotta, you gotta win. And I'm, I don't want to hear anything about you know the the two Boston games in Boston. I was arguing with someone the other day who was saying, you know what, we're clearly the better team. We just didn't execute properly. I'm like, well, sure, okay, sure. Raptors have been better than Boston this year, but they weren't the better team. They lost. 
at the end of the day, they lost in clutch scenario. Kyrie Irving, they couldn't stop him. They continue to have and that they problem continue, with star players. They continue to show that they can't stop the star star player, even with Kawhi. And they just they aren't winning those clutch games. And I also said you have to beat Boston on the road at least once this season. Yeah. You have to for your me- yeah. for mentally because you can't rely on being like, oh, if it's a seven-game series and we have home court, we're going to win. What if Kyrie Irving goes off in Toronto for 50 points and takes a game? And then we can't win in Boston because mentally we haven't beaten them there. Yeah. So they're not they're, – they're just not – they needed – that was a – that was those two games were big. The last game was big. It really, I think it's it really, more significant it, to it. It took me 33 years to realize that the, the, the regular season – literally means absolutely zero when it comes to play. Teams just don't even attempt to play the same type of basketball. So trying to – like, I think the 76ers will be will be good in the playoffs. I think yep. when it comes to half-court offense. Look at Boston. They slowed it down during that game, exactly. and they made it a half-court game. And look how much they struggled. And, and there's going to be no fast break points in the playoffs. The only guys that can keep up with the fast break is because Golden State plays fast break three-point – oh, uh-oh, Phil. I don't know how that happened, but – We already there? We got we got another minute. I, I gave okay. us a, I gave us an extra minute there. So, but but, but Golden State plays fast court three point shooting. Like yeah. so, it's they, they'll pull up from. I read a stat they yesterday. You, they they said, make you play your style their style of game. I read a stat yesterday. It was uh, uh, from forty feet or something like that. Steph Curry is forty five percent from three, and That's, and and they were showing how many of them were pull ups like in transition. So you just so, can't stop that. No, you can't stop that. But the Raptors don't have that type of team, and 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 so and no one else does either. So when the playoffs come, it's a ha- that the Cleveland well, last my... year, Cleveland became elite again. They were terrible in the regular season, and in the in the playoffs, half court half court offense. And so what? So what are the what are the Raps really missing? Another playmaker. Yeah. So I mean, Guy Marty on my basketball team, uh, he was bringing up the fact. He said, "Hey, listen, Boston was an eye opener that we just we need a second guy. Kawhi will do it. Kawhi will be there. I trust in him." He makes clutch. Like, did you see the shots he was making? I mean, he was incredible. And that's but a, you need to know, you need one more. And that's a good transition for us. So we talked again. This the first quarter is typically for recapping the games, and then obviously looking at headlines. So the big headline, and I know it's been beat up. We talk about. We'll probably talk about it for the rest of the year, especially. You know, again, we'll talk about it in a second. But the Raptors have been in the most close games this year, and it frustrates us a lot because of the way they play. And so the big headline this week, and it was the first time I've read a a really great in-depth article about it, but it was on TSN Raptors aim to be less predictable in crunch time. So finally, yeah, exactly. So I think, I think Phil, that's sort of, uh, <laughs> I that's sort of the end of the quarter for us there. All right. All right. Let me just queue up quarter two gentlemen, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay. So stats for the week. This is kind of queuing up from that Raptors aim to be less predictable in crunch time. And you just said it, Phil, from, from Leonard's perspective. So Leonard's taken 18 shots in the final minute of close games this season, tied for fifth most in the NBA. He's only hit six of them at 33%. So that's okay. Um, you know, when you're talking about the final minutes of the game, that's not really reflective of, especially as a small sample size, but yeah. really the clutch situations, what they consider them in the NBA. And I was pulling this from a couple different sources is scores within five points over the fi- final five minutes of the game. So that's what they consider clutch situations. So and the Raptors are they're significantly higher this year than last year. Right? Absolutely. And, and, and I've got that kind of coming up. But from Leonard's perspective, he's 33 for 67. Okay. Okay. So 33 for 67. There's only two players who've attempted more clutch shots. One, as we said, was uh, uh, Kemba Walker, 81, and Kyrie Irving, 69. Okay. 
There's 14 other players that have done more than 50. So remember, Leonard's done 67. There's 14 other players that have done more than 50. Only one has a better shooting percentage than Leonard does. Only one. And that was, um, who was Dude. it? Oh, geez. It was... Um, Is he a Washington wizard? Oh, that's right. There we go. You wanted to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> it's Bradley Beal. And Bradley uh, we'll be, Beal. We'll be talking a little Bradley Beal coming up. Lowry, on the other hand, in the final minute of the game, is one for eight this year. I... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, oh, it's not good. It's all, it's embarrassing. It's it's embarrassing. It's um it's unacceptable on so many levels. It is so unacceptable, and I just need people to realize how bad he is in crunch time, and how bad he's been in the playoffs. And I'm so afraid of that coming out again. So think about that for a second. We just said that you know Leonard obviously in the in the final minute, thirty three percent. Okay, whatever it is, what it is. Final five minutes, he's actually really efficient. He's one of the most clutch players in the NBA. Yeah. But look at the Raptors overall. So they're seventh in the NBA in overall efficiency. But in the last two minutes, they fall to 16th. In the last five, in the last five minutes, sorry, they fall to 16th when Leonard's number two. Yeah. So the rest of the team is basically just garbage. And in the last minute, they're 19th overall. Yeah. But it, it's not good. I mean, again, no. especially when you're talking about the guy who's taking the majority of the shots for you is the is the second best in the NBA. How bad does the rest of the team have to be to drop you down to 16th and 19th, right? So, again, sort of troubling. But the other thing we talked about was they played 102 clutch minutes this year. So there's only three teams that have played more than them in the clutch. So they are getting a lot of experience in that in that well, regard. You, last year it was it was true. I mean, they were so good at blowing out teams worse than them. Um, they were terrible in the crunch. Like if we had the stats for crunch time last year, it must've been awful. Yeah. It must've been terrible. I mean, I remember a couple of games they pulled it out, but a lot of the times I was pulling my hair out. I don't, they, I know they were 24th in the league last year in crunch time minutes. I, I don't know what, what their percentage but, was, but they were bad. They were, they were in the lower half of the league. And I do like that as much as some of these games this year frustrated me, like the game against Atlanta, Phoenix teams that you're like, why, why are we even in this scenario in the fourth quarter? They are good for building that playoff atmosphere. The two Boston games were playoff games. I mean, you saw how amped up Kyrie was when he hit that three over Leonard to put it away. They were The crowd was going crazy. Those were playoff games, tight moments. Washington was like that as well. So I'm glad they're getting those experiences. Kawhi's but, mentioned but there's, but there's a good, But there's a good and bad about it, right? The, the good is that they're getting the experience, but the bad is that when we're watching, it doesn't look any different. It just continues no, to look it, the same. It doesn't, but I'd rather sort of. It's almost like you're getting it out of your system. It's like get these games, get get the that feeling of how to manage the adrenaline, how to manage the being on the road when the crowd is going insane against you. I mean, that's not easy, and they've had a number of moments that this year that are like that. And you've got two guys, you've got Green and Kawhi that are used to it and actually won championships and been, you know. So, no, I mean, again, I think I. We, we, we talk about this a lot, but you, you have to really, you know, Nick Nurse a fresh look at this. I know he was, he's been a coach on the team, but we have some new people that don't have that baggage that some of the old guys do. We have the Siakams. I think that Ibaka is being used differently. There's obviously green on the team now. So those guys haven't, you know, built up sort of that scar tissue that some of the other guys have. And, and I do believe there's smart people around this team, but we do have to see them doing some different things in yes. order to really believe like listen nick nurse comes out and he says you know uh we're, we're stagnant we're not we're, we're just watching Kawhi well, the just, last just five minutes of the, the game ball. everyone Tell them knows to move that. the ball exactly so like why aren't you doing do some a different play things? just force it be like this is what we're going to do 
and listen, I understand that every single game in the NBA is important, but let's be honest here. They've got Kawhi sitting out back-to-back games. They're sitting out Leonard. They're sitting out, they clearly are more, you know, interested in the long term than the short term. Sure. So in the same regard, when you're going up against Boston, why don't you go, who cares if we win tonight? Let's just really play the way we should play. Uh, you know and if we don't win, times, who cares? You know how many times I've harped that? It's like, if you lose with this strategy, why would you not just test it out? It is the regular season. Just do it. See what happens. Even the games where we've seen, so you know, we, I yell and I yell and I yell, and there's been a couple games, Van Bleet missed a couple wide open threes where they kicked it out to him at the end of the game. Yeah. But in the same point, there still was no ball movement on those plays. True. It, it just happened that he, you there's know, been a couple times, and, and the times that they and the times that they have won and they've they've executed is because they moved the ball. Absolutely, they've hit a couple. When you, know, you make the when you make a team defensively have to chase, it's over. I mean, like they're, they're just, it's a scramble. Someone's going to get a wide open good look. We, we are for sure. If you watch, it's the same with the Leafs, right? When you watch the Leafs, every other team seems to get in dangerous shooting situations. The Leafs seem to have a trouble doing that. But the same with the Raptors. At the end of the game, the other team's three point shooters are wide open on every play. Like we're running out to like you know to prayer block them at the end of the game. But yeah. when it comes to us. It, it seems like everything's covered. So, you know, again, I, I'm well, I was happy to the, read the article and to see some of the stats. But at the same point, like this is something we're going to have a continuing conversation of throughout the year. Uh, you know, there's there's a good part of it, which is last year we were obviously blowing more teams out. That's what it was. So when you got into a tight scenario, they were they were like a deer caught in headlights. Yeah. And I don't think that makes us a worse team this year. Obviously, we don't have that second unit that, you know, had so much energy like they did. And, and those types of things, again, don't matter in the playoffs anyways. I'd rather have a like you know slog it out and be tighter in the regular season. So, you know, I'm not I'm not necessarily sure I just, how that the correlates. Only thing, but the only thing I'm concerned about, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's vital that they get the one seed. I agree. Um, I, I mean, we I know this team on the road is that well, and the I think the one seed's important against certain teams that they play. I think they need to have the one seed against Philly. I think they would have to have the one seed against Boston. For whatever reason, I don't know why. Like Milwaukee's Milwaukee, a weird team. Milwaukee is is they're just not like they might. They just play the same both places on the home. home exactly. Exactly. So like we we dominated them in their own home. Like at, on like the last game we played against them, there, there was no to that whole game. I mean, Yanis hit a three in that game to put them up one in the fourth, and I was watching that. I was like, they're not winning this game. I was like, the Raptors have got them. So there's just certain places, even when you watch on TV, you feel the like. I'm Boston, scared to watch Boston's Boston. one of the Boston. I can't like it makes me nervous watching Boston. Like they've got they just like all the history, everything. Crowd goes nuts. Like, and you know how many games I've watched Boston Celtics come back. Crowd goes nuts. I mean, it's just you feel it. It's like you feel the history in it. It's so like we, at Knicks games too. We it, almost there? <laughs> no, we're almost there. We sort of stand on different sides of the wall here. We'll get into that a little bit, but we've got two minutes left, and I think it just he deserves some respect. That's okay. what I said. He deserves some respect, okay. whether or not we think he's a you know a winner or not. Okay. James Harden's stats over the last what twenty two game, twenty they're ridiculous. games they're ridiculous. It, it's shocking. It's they're shocking. Ridiculous. And you know the the one that jumps off the page at you, which is how many uh, uh, baskets in a row have been unassisted. It's it's insane. He scored fifty seven points the other night and fifty eight points the night before that, and none of those points came from with any assists so, uh, attached to them. Uh, that's what I, that's what I did. He, uh, he's the best. His shooting's incredible. His dribbling is amazing. Thirty three field goals. All he does all he does is dribble. It's it's boring basketball. I don't like watching him play. 
It's like watching John Wall, even Chris Paul, like the two of them. It's awful. I don't like watching the Houston Rockets. It sucks. It's the, the, the stat was something like there's only been one other player in the history of the NBA or something with 16 field goals with no assists. And he did it in back-to-back games. So it's great. Again, it's a new. It's a, he's the only player of his kind. So you kind of have to respect that. I mean, it's again. You, you were making a good joke earlier about you know. Well, guys, no, just standing around. Stand, well, let, 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 can you imagine? You're just like you know, a guy coming off the bench. You maybe just come up from the G League, and you're just like, hey man, my mom just came out. Yo, <laughs> yo, James, man, can you pass me the ball? Like, I'd like to take a shot, please, please. Yeah. Yeah, he's got I totally, By the way, I totally still left Adam Sandler. Have well, you ever seen a stand-up bit with Wilt Chamberlain? I just, I just <laughs> pictured James Harden playing with like Beats by Dre headphones on. You know what I mean? Like he's just like everyone's <laughs> yelling at him and waving their arms. He's just like, nah, man, that's not gonna happen. Okay, so that's that. I mean, again, if everyone wants to remember, 57 and 58 points back to back games. So 115 points, and there was zero assists. That's you a see, crazy that, It's stat. just, bo- like, seriously, I, I can't stand watching him play. At the end of the day, I mean, what's the Houston Rockets record? Yeah, they're, they're coming up now. They're in sixth place. So they, they you know, they started off really bad. I think they're 26 and 18. You know what like it that. is? The beginning of the year, I've said this so many times, there's certain glue players, the teams. It's like if the Warriors lost Draymond, how different would they be? That team was instantly different, the Rockets, when they lost Trevor Ariza. Instantly different. Yeah, I mean, again, and I think there's there's different types of teams, too. I mean, I don't know the professionalism on those teams. I, but I look at Chris Paul, and he's obviously a great basketball player, but he just looks like a lazy guy to me. I mean, you know, you got to get it. I don't know about lazy. I, 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 don't mean in, I think he's a jerk. I don't a, mean in that sense. I mean more so like, you know, he's been around a long time. They obviously, you know, they think they've got a lot of talent on their team. They won 60-whatever games they did last year. They're probably coming out going like, it's game 10, you know, we'll try a little bit. Like, you know, again, I know these guys are pros, but at the same point, like there's people are hungry in this business, man. Like you got to come out every night. Look at the Suns the other night against the Raptors. Those guys played their ass. They have talent. I mean, you know, know and you know, a team typically does it all the time that I think they're really well coached. The Brooklyn Nets, they're always in the game. Like I know the Raptors blew them out the last time they faced them, but that's because they typically, go cold. They and, don't have the skill. But typically, every game Brooklyn plays, they're in it, and they're just they're just too young to win them. They don't execute properly at the end. But you got that that uh, Dinwiddie and and um, D'Angelo, like those those guys can play. Okay, so here we nice. go. Mo- most consecutive games averaging forty points is so twenty right now for Harden. The only guy who's done that in the sort of you know since nineteen seventy seven was Kobe Bryant. He did twenty three games. Will where he averaged so twenty three games in a row where his point average was forty. Yeah, stayed at forty over okay. four, over that period of time. Okay, that's pretty good. Will Chamberlain? I know. We all, I'm surprised. Is, is Michael is. Jordan on this list? He Michael Jordan. Like Michael Jordan did it as well, but not as long. Not twenty games. I think okay. they might be tied at twenty, so he's not on the list. Rick Barry did twenty two. Kobe tw- uh, twenty three. Elgin Baylor thirty three, and Will Chamberlain five hundred. And fifteen. But Bill Russell's not even on there. That's crazy to me. I I thought Bill Russell would be on there. No, he's not a scorer. He was blocked. So, but he wasn't a scorer. He's still a scorer. I mean, no, I'm sure, but he never would average. I don't think he really averaged points. And he was uh, when Bill Russell was playing. I don't even think they recorded blocks. No. And he, I think think someone said that just even if you watch like ten games in a row of Bill Russell, he'd block like twelve shots a game. Like he was a beast. That's crazy, man. Okay, last stat here, and then I think the quarter's up. Yeah. Harden now, this is just a silly one, but again, you can you can share it with your friends if you're yelling at them about who's the best player in the league. Uh, Harden now has 13 50-point games. He just passed LeBron, so LeBron's got 12. Again, LeBron's not really a scorer. But in the, a in career, player. right? In his career, in okay. his career, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, that, that's that's pretty. I mean, if you look at the Raptors, when the last time we had a 50-point score? Terrence Ross? Oh, boy, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> <laughs> T. Ross. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh-oh, Phil. 
All right. Cut, yeah, cut me off. I had, no good, I had no good point anyways. It was right. just ended. That was about, about to be a rant there, right? Not really. <laughs> Not really. It, wasn't, it didn't feel right. All right. So tonight we don't have a guest caller, but, uh, but we will. We're going to have some guests on the show coming up, and we'll have people calling in sometimes from the game. Um, we are also going to do, um, we're pr- probably going to set up a phone number. You can call in after the games and leave some, some messages for us, whether you're happy or mad or whatever. And we'll play sort of the funniest, best ones. The angrier, the well. better. Yeah. I mean, angrier is always funny. So I think that'll be a nice section of, I might rant. call into it just for myself and we'll listen yeah. to me rant on the, uh, <laughs> like Shaq the other day, see where Shaq called in. He was no. standing up for the Cowboys. He'd be called in as like a fake, like a rancher. <laughs> he has like a persona that he called in as it was with Stephen A and he was like, he was yelling at Stephen A. Good. So yeah, so sometimes it might be a Phil rant, sometimes it might be a uh, you know a fans rant, but uh, that's the the point of quarter three. So for tonight, um, we'll move straight into quarter four, and okay. Phil's got Phil's got some good some good rumors and stuff that he wants to rant about. I don't know if there's I mean this isn't a new one. Um, I just I'm hearing that it's heating up more. So teams are uh, Bradley Beal I think is getting traded. I think that's going to happen. It's time. I mean, it's time. Come on. He's got to go. Yeah. And I think, I, I would I like him on the Raptors? Absolutely. I think that's what we're going to talk about. The first yeah. offer, though, was horrific. Um, well, the only reason it was horrific because there's one player in it that it's like you absolutely cannot give him up. So Washington asked for OG, Siakam, and two first-round picks. Now, I literally, given that this is, as we were mentioning earlier, Raptors need to go for it. This is a moment where it's like Masai turn into Alex Anthropolis, just just throw it in, throw in the towel, just just do it, just go for it. You may as well. Why would you not? So if as long as Siakam is not in that, maybe you do OG and you know you can do Delon Wright, Van Vliet, but they probably don't want that. I mean, um, listen, but I, they kind of would need it. You lose Beal, you give him someone good. I think it would have, if if it was Van Vliet, OG, and two first rounders, would you do it? I don't know. Beal will stick around. He's got a contract. You're like you're training for his contract, so he'll be a Raptor for another two or three years after. I, I believe. Ha- I have this sort of, um, yeah. OG, I, I want. I don't like OG. OG is uh, the new T. Ross. Yeah, I mean, he's. I don't want to give up on the guy too early, but you can just see there's just been zero progression to his game whatsoever this year. No. The guy can't dribble the basketball. He has no offensive I creativity. He, I think he's still like tentative on his. It's like it's in his head, right? He's like he's he's worried about his knee. There's guys you can either just see they have it in their mind or they don't. And he just yeah. doesn't seem like he's one of those guys. It that, seems like he never says a word on the court. Do you no. think he's ever talked? No. I, I, he just gets the basketball. And I feel like if you know if you saw that guy out on the street, he'd, he'd be like, yeah, I don't want him. I might, like, I'll, I'll pick someone else first. <laughs> like, he, just watching him dribble the basketball, watching his head. Is, you know, his, his head's not on a swivel. He's not looking around. Again, no, he has the athletic talent. Like if you're looking at it, like the he's guy's got a There's body of, of athletes. A, he's got a body of a Greek god. Like you're yeah. watching, you're like, wow, like it's the, ridiculous. Like, you know, it's like yeah, I mean, I don't really sit and admire so <laughs> that often, but I literally could dick my eyes off. Him. So, so, so that's so that's the part of the trade that I agree with. I mean, I think OG is still a trade chip, and I would use that until yeah. it before it's too late. Um, obviously, you know, Siakam for me is untouchable. No, no, untouchable. He, he cannot. He's, do he's not untouchable. Do the trade. And then the the thing that I you know, the thing that I'm a little bit hesitant about on the trade is where I think the Raptors are lacking is in pure shooters. I think, yeah. I think, I think, you know, a Trevor Ariza is a great basketball player. A Kyle Korver could be like a really good pickup, but a couple of years ago, you know, you, you can't get them too if we late got in like, their career. If we got like JJ Redick. Exactly. You need guys that are, that are competent defenders that are pure 
shooters that don't yeah. have off nights that that are con- we that's have too many of those to, guys there's going to shoot over 40 percent and and that's when and that's the thing for me is it's like you can go with beal does he make your team better he does but it's not to me the right move and so you're sacrificing your future for a guy that i don't think makes you good enough to win i think he makes you better but i don't think he makes you good enough like, i think he takes us over the top i like disagree with that i think he's gonna i think he i just always come back and you, i always come back to the warriors and and again maybe the warriors aren't gonna be the same team next year but right now when you look at the warriors you go curry 40 plus percent durant 40 plus percent clay thompson 40 plus percent you plug in a couple of other guys boogie will probably shoot 40 percent you're going to have a bunch of 40% shooters over a seven game series. They don't struggle. Whereas we might have one really great night, but if you don't have pure shooters throughout the playoffs, not just in that final series, but how are we going to beat them? But just think about, think about having a, another elite scorer like Beal at the end of the game with Kawhi. He is from what I've watched him in my entire time of watching Bradley Beal play against the Raptors and play in the league. The guy hits clutch shots. He does. Now, is his field three-point field goal percentage up there? No. This year, he's having an off year. I'm looking at it right now. He's at 36%. Like, and his career, he's close to 40, which is, which is admirable for what he is. Um, but I think most of, the, most of the teams in the East you'll be able to keep up with. But when you get into – if you look at the Warriors, they don't slow down in the playoffs. Like they don't go into that half court. They'll they'll score 120. They points. force you to play their game, and and no one's been able to stop it. You know, I think Houston had a couple of games in, last by the, year. By where the they, way, just a quick side note here: as we've got the wraps on, they're beating they're beating up on Memphis. Wow, 100 to 62. I don't think I've ever seen this before. Without Kawhi, good for you guys. Oh, then that's where yeah we're gonna hear that now, eh? If Teams I hear if Kawhi. I hear if I hear that again, I'm gonna literally throw up because it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. If anyone thinks this team is better without Kawhi Leonard. Again, it it doesn't matter what happens now. It's what happens in the half court, what happens in the playoffs, and he's just he's a much better half court player than anyone oh, else. They've got. He's, he's not he's a, one of the he's best not in the afraid, league. He's not, not afraid best. of half court scenarios. He likes them. He likes to be like, okay, one on one, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you. Yeah, I'm excited. But anyways, Brad, back to Bradley Beal. I absolutely think the Raptors should try and get him. I think they should. They they have to go for it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If we have Bradley Beal and you have to try and trade him afterwards, so be it. Maybe Kawhi doesn't sign next year. Just go for it. I mean, if you're giving up guys, if you're giving up OG and Van Vliet, I don't think that's decimating your future. The picks make me more worried. I agree. So that's, that's, the, what, that's, that's the thing that's is Van Vliet, with, with Beal, that's the thing is Van Vliet makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, you, don't, you don't need him anymore. They, they sort of. Yeah, Beal, DeLon Wright, and uh, Kyle Lowry. And, and you, you, the other part you touched on, which is the, which is the last part, which I, I, I didn't get a chance to bring up, is what, for me, there has to be a game plan of if it doesn't work out that you can get some of those assets back is what we've been bad at in the past is we don't receive any assets back for the stuff that we trade for. Like we're not yeah. going to get anything back for, for, um, Ibaka. Like we gave up a lot for Ibaka. And, and again, in last year, he was garbage. I think we gave up for first round pick. Didn't we? We did. Well, Terrence Ross. Which we that's Ross right. I was going to say pick. Terrence, that's worked out well. Well, only because Serge is playing well this year. Exactly. Last exactly. year I would have said, I'd rather have T Ross at this point. He was that bad. And Ross is the hot, one of the hottest people on the so trade the other, market right now. So the other, the other, that rumor is that Boston's heavily going after Beal and that if they get Beal, that would like, can you imagine? So that there's a scenario is like, and I think that's why probably Messiah is getting more, um, uh, more anxious to try and do something to get Beal 
because you're seeing Boston go after him. And Boston's got so much talent, and they're so deep. It's strange. That they could give up Jalen Brown. Uh, I think it was Jalen Brown, Baines. Uh, there was one other player involved. I'll have to look it up. But it was not – like, when I saw it, I was like, wow, that would actually be very good for Washington and very good for Boston. I, I don't think anyone would really – and Boston would get infinitely, infinitely better. They, they'd get significantly better. I'm trying to figure out who – So who, now you go – now you look at it, Blair. It's like, okay, you don't want to give up the future. I don't think the – I think this is their year. They have to go for it. Screw the future. I agree. I agree. And, and and I don't know what you do to get Kyle Lowry right, but that's the biggest wild card right now. Yeah. And I don't know what you do because he, he seems to be fading. He's not he's not the same player. Maybe you start – maybe do the same thing, start resting him. Like, he's got to be fresh for the playoffs. Uh, I'm having a hard time figuring out who, who Orlando took here. I know we in 2017 we took OG. Was it the next year's draft? I think it was the 2018 draft. Pirtle? We gave him a first-round pick, though, to, no, to, to Orlando. Oh, oh, you're right. All right, so so basically that that's what's going around, and there's other teams too that are looking at Beal. But my concern is if Toronto doesn't get him, and Boston makes a trade for him, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. That's true. But I mean, again, it depends. If they don't win, it's a good thing because it depends on what they give up for him, right? True. I, I just, I mean, I I just don't see, I I don't see if they were able to pull that off. I mean, what's what what first round picks are the Raps going to give up? That are going to be sure. First round picks are incredible. They're so weird. They're actually, They're tough. They are they are tough because like look like Giannis was drafted fifteenth overall. Yeah, I mean Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard I think was it was in the teens. The the, you're, the truth is you're right. The Raptors are in this are in the sort of and they'll still be good enough over the next two years That's with the their problem. players that they'll be like playoff team. So what's what are they giving up? It's a problem. They're not going to be a lottery pick. No, that's the problem. And they're going to be for years now because the core is too good. You know. Oh no! I, Even I'm, if they're I'm, bad, they're going to be that, middle. That's of the why I don't care if they yeah, go for it now. Because what do you care? You're going to be in for years of mediocrity. Totally agree. And I'm just going to, and then I'll, you know, then I'll switch to, you know, watching college basketball more. Listen, at the end of the day, there's one. There's an analogy I use, and again, it's something that we can use in in, in basketball. And I think the Raptors have a problem with it, but it's something that uh, you know my Dallas Cowboys always do. They play not to lose, not Dallas to win. Cowboys. I know. I know. I know. But they play not to lose. You yes, know, they play exactly. not to lose. I'm and so, you know what? I agree. We've never won anything before. Cool. Who cares? Just go for it. Just go for it. Okay, last two quick things we'll touch on. Um, we'll touch on Carmelo yeah, first. Yeah, Carmelo just, first. Just because well, yeah, no actually, one even, like, I was just like, he still plays for Houston? Well, that's apparently. I mean, he doesn't play for them. Apparently, but. that's they're desperately trying to get him off the books to get Kenneth Fareed, which I really. That, Here's another. He, here's, Kenneth here's Fareed's a, like a poor man's Ariza, isn't he? Kevin, Kenneth Fareed stay like he. I didn't even know we were playing Brooklyn the other night, and he came off the bench. He was playing in his garbage <laughs> minutes, and I was like, this guy was like the manimal in in Denver, and now this guy is in trade rumors for like Houston's desperate to get Kenneth Fareed. How desperate is Houston? That's ridiculous. Yeah, who that's, cares? That's weird. Who cares? Yeah, fair enough. Kenneth Fareed. Like, honestly, why did you just keep Carmelo, you idiots? Like, honestly, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. You're anxious to get rid of Carmelo Anthony for Kenneth Fareed. Get out of here. Honestly, that's a joke. Yeah, Carmelo Anthony's more and then there like was a, talks It's just more Carme of an embarrassment. It's embarrassing. I actually feel bad for him. It's an embarrassment. How could you actually, like, for Carmelo, how could you treat him with that little respect? Now you're talking about him going to the big three? Ice Cube had to come out and say, hey, I'd love to have him, but... He belongs in the NBA. It's like, what are people thinking? Rap and, Raptors, you know what? Car Carmelo Anthony sewed his own though. He, that, that, he has he, sure. He, but. He, listen, he he's known that he's he's and and I don't understand. Other other teams should know this. He's 
been an ISO player that has he's really low efficiency. No, but but even in in the last couple of years, he's just an ISO player who stalls the game for the rest of his teammates and is low. He's he's a low percentage player. Sure, he's he's not efficient on on the basketball court, hey. and so he doesn't play defense very well. You know, we just talked about Kawhi's Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's numbers one on one. Well, you've got Carmelo Anthony, who's just atrocious now from an efficiency perspective, sure. and and people have seen that. Why was it going to change? So he and he should have been the first to be like, you know what? I should probably just make a bunch of money on a shitty team where I can just shoot the basketball and no one cares if. Well, we he win. wants to. He wants to win, obviously. But I mean, it, you're right. You're completely right that he's so like he reaps what he sowed. He's made no adjustments, zero. Yeah, he's been, he's still trying to be the same player he was, and he's not. But I, I mean. Kenneth Freed, like. <laughs> All right, last one on the docket here. Boogie's first game. That was depressing. From like, uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people that stayed up to watch last night. Just for I that. watched That's pretty it. Cool. That's pretty I, cool. I, I stayed to watch. Well, I was up watching tennis. I was trying to watch our Canadian kid Shapovalov against Djokovic, and that ended in disappointment. But how could you be disappointed? I mean, Djokovic made. Well, anyways, yeah. forget tennis. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, so, uh, but Boogie, so I, I don't remember Boogie. Uh, his, I mean, his athleticism's, you know, again, but his dunk on the first play, he goes up, he throws down a hammer dunk. Yeah. He didn't get off the ground very high. No, but. he was the same. He, he's always been like that. But, like, uh, a lot of people were actually surprised at his, that they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know he, he shot threes. I'm like, he always was a three-point shooter. Yeah, like, if you're, he's, if he's you're a modern one. big man, you got to shoot threes. He always, Sacramento and, and New Orleans, like, he he, he would shoot like eight threes a night, essentially. Like he, he, he puts them up. So I didn't get to watch the game, but you said, okay, you know, so he looked they, good. This was what he fit th- right this in. Is what's the pre- so what have what I, so the games that Golden State has gotten crushed, what's happened? Milwaukee did it first. They went in there and what do they do? Bullied them. Bullied them in the paint. The Raptors, when they crushed them, bullied them in the paint. And then you have wide open threes. They didn't know, they do not have a rim protector. They didn't have a. They no weight down there. They got yeah. no weight. Yeah, and then like you know, if you if you do happen to have like because Golden State surprisingly has struggled from three some games, if you don't have guys hitting threes, like what are they? They're just not going to do it. Um, you're going to be able to cover them. You're going to have a bit more confidence. Uh, you rotate faster. Every, everything works when when guys start missing shots. But the thing with Demarcus is he came in and they just gelled instantly. It was it was like oh no assists <laughs> rebounds like, he played, pick and rolls he played 15 minutes. And he had 14 points. He had like five boards, three assists. He was three or four from three. Bench was going nuts. They just uh, see. That's the thing is, what a great little addition to have. I mean, I know that they say they say the the, the uh, Draymond and 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 Durant thing, but now they just no, got now, this energy now where they can the attention's off that. It's all about Boogie coming back. This great story. They're all chest bumping with him, having a great time. Well, the NBA was starting to figure out Golden State a bit. That's why you're seeing some of the games that were kind of shocking is that, yeah, exactly. They don't... And the years past, like when they had... They did have interior presence. They had a guy in there that would that would block shots. They had McGee in, in certain years. You couldn't just abuse them down low. Now you can. He came in. There was one play where... Uh, they were they were swinging the ball around. They put it down to Cousins down in the post, and he just went to work. Uh, drew didn't make the shot, but drew the foul. And I'm I was looking at that, and I was like, this is exactly what they needed. And now, I mean, it's only one game. I'm hoping that it's not. And they were playing the Clippers, which everyone says the Clippers are good. I I happen to think that that's a ridiculous. They're hot. Or, they're hot or not, right? The, yeah, I, I mean, like that. I'm not like I'm not gonna give the Clippers the a huge amount of, of credit. They're a young team. They're going to be good for down the road. But anyways, it was depressing. I saw, just- I saw this one place. So I, I watched just the quick highlights, but 
I saw this one play that sort of was the epitome of what scared me the most about that that partnership. Cousins came out for a high uh, a pick and roll or, or a screen for Clay Thompson. Yeah. And it was high, like it was near the three-point line. And, you know, he's a big body. So both defenders were, you know, had one on each hip and Clay Thompson sort of standing in front of him and he, and he just sort of hands the ball off to Thompson. And he just immediately turned and both guys were behind him because he was so big. So he had them hooked on his arms. And Thompson sort of like looked like he was going to pull up for three. So both defenders just ran out to him. And Cousins was already, he's like, I'm already past you because I'm so big. And he just bodied them with his elbows. And Thompson just floated over the top and the lane was wide open. I was like, how do you stop that? Because if you don't both run out to him, he's got a wide open three. And if you do... Cousins you know how many wide open up. threes he had? Like that's oh. I mean, he wasn't out there for that long, but when he was, he had two possessions in a row where he got wide open threes because they couldn't let Steph Curry was on fire. It was just it was depressing. The only thing we can hope for is that Demarcus has some like psychotic, you know, episode and goes back to being crazy and just completely destroys the chemistry of the team. But it does not. It looks like the complete opposite to start. Phil. Woo! That's it, baby. We didn't even need. We, right. It wasn't even close in this one. We we won by about forty. I don't know against who, but all right. Do you want to tell people like how they can download this? We we're on Anchor, so that means you can we're get on it Anchor, on. So yeah, exactly. you can get it on wherever you want. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the whole deal. We got a website. We're we're kicking it off. Phil is starting to become a blogger. He's like a he's got his inner writer coming out. What's our website? Rapsrant.ca. It's actually a slick web. I built it. I'm really proud of it. So good job. I have one article up, which is we can discuss it on another episode. Masai, I think is Masai, more important than Kawhi. There you go. Boom. I wrote that. I wrote that right at the beginning. Them fighting the words. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, thanks Believe so much for listening. And uh, yeah, we're gonna be trying to do this at least once a week. Uh, appreciate it. if you guys want it. You have an email too, don't you? What's the email? Uh, I'm going to make a new one, and it's going to be rapsran at gmail.com. All right, rapsran at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show, let us know. If you got questions for us, let us know. If you want to just rant about something, just let us know. We'd love to hear from you. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Good job, Phil. All right, good job, Blair. Until next time, guys. Good job tonight, Raptors. What's the score right now? 114.81. Oh, yeah. Good luck, Charm. This Raps Rant podcast. See you, everyone. <laughs>